Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. All of a sudden we could see these storm clouds, really creepy storm clouds, looming over the lake. And uh, we thought we'd better, you know, batten down the hatches and... Uh, ride this one out and wow what a storm just torrents of rain black sheets of rain pounding the rooftops and, and pelting the windows and uh, it was pretty peculiar uh, storm through the area this one had a almost a supernatural uh, feeling this one felt like it had a message for us my wife and I eventually settled the kids down and, you know, after some calming stories, we uh, leave them to go to sleep and we go in our room. And we hear just a, these screams from the kids. kids are, are just freaking out. And they said they heard people whispering. They told us that they saw figures and shadows moving out in the window there. And, uh, you know, we're trying to calm them down but uh, the kids were inconsolable so we took them into our room and uh, tried to ride it out then lightning cracked and uh, we could see these shadows of figures right outside the window. They were human figures. And there were several of them. And uh, they would move across and then they'd move back. And Baronet saw them too. We looked at each other and said, Jesus, we're And right at that point, I'm freaking out and then boom! Out go the lights. <laughs> This is uh, Sean Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome, I'm Aaron Hunter, 
purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is July 19th, 2021, episode 259. How is everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat, and you guys are probably wondering, where have I been? Well, I've been taking care of my best friend, and I don't like rushing the Monday show. Uh, so, you know, obviously I've been producing the other shows, putting those out there, and if you haven't uh, noticed that uh, I've been releasing more entertaining short films for you just to fill up the gap but yeah my best friend his name is red and he's my dog uh, he's 17 years old and he's a medium-sized dog uh, 25 to 35 pounds and I rescued him from a shelter uh, when he was 10 months old and man we've been on some adventures yeah I used to take these uh, day trips over the weekend and he would be on the passenger seat and he'd just be perched up just looking out the windshield and you know of course the windows will be open and I'll be uh, playing my favorite tunes but recently I noticed that um, he was losing weight and he wasn't eating a lot of his dry dog food I give him the the best dog food brand that you can get right up there uh, for over a decade and I just noticed he's just been nibbling on it and so that concerned me and I bought him some a different brand which is good stuff too and he ate a little bit of that because it's brand new but still he uh, you know he was just nibbling at it so I started cooking him his meals rice chicken and uh, beef uh, and he gobbles that up so you know he still has an appetite and he's drinking water of course uh, so I think he just uh, I thought he had a cold for a while but I think he just doesn't like dried dog food anymore. So, uh, you know, I got him some best canned dog food, and he gobbles that up, and I've been cooking him his meals, and I fatten him up. <laughs> he's back to his normal weight. So, yeah, he's uh, he's a little bit slower now. I guess it happens that way, you know, with dogs. Uh, they just start feeling their, uh, their old age. And so, that's what I've been doing. But, yeah, I'm back. And uh, sorry about that, guys, but, uh, you know, priorities. i got to take care of my best bud. And we are going to do more listener stories. But uh, announcements. This coming Tuesday will be a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell. And this Wednesday, a new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And this Friday, I haven't decided yet. You're going to have to look. Uh, I may put out another entertaining short film. I haven't decided yet, but we'll see. And so with that, yeah, that's it. Weather's pretty warm over here, nice and sunny, kind of rainy. But, yeah, everything's perfectly fine now that uh, Red is, you know, he's fattened up and now I know what he likes to eat now. Uh, So everything's A-OK. And so with that, you know what that means. Oh, yeah, man, come on, come on, say it with me. Two the story then follow me right this way no pushing no shoving and you guys know the deal grab a beanbag over there in the corner and don't forget to grab a popsicle out of the freezer find an empty spot on the floor and i'm gonna get behind my desk as usual and i printed off brit's packet thank you brit if you're listening and let's see what we got hmm okay 
Oh, wow. Uh, looks like we got some long ones here. Okay, all right. Uh, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, so good when it hits the lips, I tell you. All right, the first one. This one is by North, and it's titled The Former Owner. Okay, North. Let's see what you got, man. I purchased and moved into a new house. My wife and I bought a 1970s Ryan home. If you're from PA or Ohio, you should know the type of house from the original owners. As the husband had become very ill and was no longer able to do the stairs, he actually fell down the stairs and was injured prior to their decision to move him into a nursing home. My neighbors who knew him all told me about how much he loved this house and how he really resisted moving. Next to nothing had been done to the house in terms of upkeep for the last 10 years. And it was a time machine straight to the 1970s when we moved in. Avocado appliances, burgundy carpet, ornate gold figures, whole house intercom system, etc. We spent all summer completely remodeling the home ourselves to the point where it would no longer be recognizable to the past owners. About three months after we moved in, my wife and I were watching TV when we heard a door open and close upstairs and footsteps. Our dog went nuts barking over it. I investigated and found nothing. I said, not totally serious, to her, I wonder if the former owner died, but did not look into it. The noises in the house continued for a few months, and we have begun to joke to each other like, uh-oh, that must be the former owner checking on us again. On another occasion, a light was found turned on in one of the spare bedrooms we never use. It could have been one of us, but was something we did take note of that seemed unusual. We have been hearing a lot of the same footsteps and house-creaking-type noises that very well could be from the framing being cold and heating up. This is a riot house, but definitely catches our attention when we hear it. I will be home alone working out in the basement and will swear I heard my wife come home. The dog will run upstairs to greet her, but there is nobody there. Well, the latest event that bumped the situation up a notch and caused me to submit this story. I was home working from my office when my dog started barking out the window at the neighbor kids being outside. I yelled to the dog to be quiet a few times and then heard a loud, irritated sounding male voice from within the house clearly yell, be quiet already, will ya? The dog immediately shut up and looked at me with this total bewildered look on his face. I checked it out and the house was secure. I looked out the windows and the only people I saw outside were the neighborhood kids who were doing their own thing in the yard. The voice definitely sounded to come from within the house. So my curiosity got the best of me and I finally googled the former owner. Yes. He did, unfortunately, pass away about four months ago. That really has me thinking now. 
love the podcast and man that was from north north thank you very much for uh, sharing that yeah you know uh it's curious isn't it <laughs> it could very well be the former owner uh thank you very much for sharing again yeah great story i loved it yeah we get those all the time sometimes uh people just don't want to go away you know they go back to their home and they just kind of hang out there i read that all the time welcome to codependence the weekly podcast that gives you direct access to me maya allen and my sis sierra miller every week we give you insider access into our sisterhood and lives part self-help and part comedic relief codependence is all about letting your guard down Expect a lot of laughs and maybe some tears as we navigate this crazy world together. Join us every Wednesday for this funny, tea-spilling, shade-throwing podcast. Okay, this one is by Dragon, and it's titled, Continues to Watch Over Family. Okay, Dragon, let's see what you got, man. While this happened when I was very young, I don't believe it was the product of a little boy's vivid imagination due to the facts that the phenomenon repeated itself many times, and I didn't think it was a ghost. When I was about four, my family moved back to the U.S. for a few months before relocating overseas again. We stayed in my grandmother's house, and as my father had already begun work at his new job abroad, it was only me, my brother, who was two years older, and my mother staying with my grandmother. We all slept on the second floor of the house. The staircase to access the second floor was along the northern wall of the house. At the very top of the staircase, in the northwestern corner, was the bathroom. If you were walking up the stairs as you reached the second floor, there was a large area on your left onto which all the rooms on the second floor opened. The bedroom my brother and I were sleeping in was in the southwest corner of the house, and my mother and grandmother were sleeping in the same bed in a room just next to ours on the southeast corner of the house. Each morning, I would wake up just before dawn, when it was still very dark but just beginning to lighten. I would go into my mother and grandmother's room and crawl into bed with them, from where I would lie in their bed. I could see across the second floor to the staircase from the first floor. One morning, I saw a cloudy, shadowy figure come up the stairs, turn left, walk diagonally across the space at the top of the stairs to the door of my mother and grandmother's room, where I was lying in bed with them, and disappear. I distinctly remember seeing first the head of the cloudy figure, then the torso, then the rest of it as it came up the stairs and into view. This happened every morning for a few weeks. I didn't know what it was, and I began to think of it as the Sandman. I tried to see whether it threw sand in our room when it came to the door before it disappeared and wondered why it didn't throw sand in the room my brother was sleeping in too. One morning after I crawled into their bed, I really had to go to the bathroom badly. I was waiting for the Sandman and I didn't know whether I should wait until after he had come and disappeared or try to go before. 
I saw the cloudy figure come up the stairs, turn left, and began to walk towards our bedroom door. For some reason, I'll never understand, I decided to climb out of bed when it was about halfway to our door. I was staring straight at it. As I climbed out of bed, it stopped moving right where it was, still staring straight at its head. I couldn't make out a face. It was like a very dense fog. I slowly walked up to it until I was standing right before it, looking up at it. It then disappeared. I stuck my hand right where it had been, but there was nothing there. I continued to see it come up the stairs every morning until we left. My grandmother sold the house and it was torn down, so I never stayed there again or had another opportunity to see this apparition. Over the years, I've come to believe that this was my grandfather. He died before I was born, but I had heard that he was a very gentle and devoted father and husband. I think he was still trying to look after his family. These days, I have a wife and a two-year-old. I leave for work at around the same time in the morning that I used to see the ghost all those years ago. I always take one last look at my wife and check in on my son, uh, sometimes kissing his forehead, before I leave. It's just such a comforting and compelling thing for me to do, to know they're both safe and still sleeping. I sometimes wonder whether this is what my grandfather had still been trying to do. Love the podcast. That's from Dragon. Dragon, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. I love it. Yeah, you know, you're not alone. Uh, loved ones coming back? It could be. And it looks like it wasn't uh, really bothering you guys or anything like that. I, uh, I wonder if you uh, ever talked to your grandmother about that, if she's seen this thing. Uh, that's a curiosity. But yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Good story. Yeah, I love those uh, stories where loved ones come back. Uh, there's a lot of them. All right, what's next? Okay, this one is by Ace, and it's titled Smoky Face. Okay, Ace, let's see what you got, man. I don't want to start off by saying I never believed in ghosts. I was always one who speculated between the existence of the paranormal versus fantasy. My biggest encounter happened about two and a half years ago. It was a one-time encounter, but I feel as though little things happened to show me that I'm not alone. One night during the summer of 2012, I was on the phone with a boyfriend I was with at the time. We were talking about random things like we always did. It was four in the morning and I decided to go outside for a smoke. I went on my back porch, which was just a very small deck and steps. I sat on the top deck and lit up my cigarette. I was facing down towards the steps while I was still on the phone. I remember that I closed my eyes for a second, and when I opened them, the smoke-like face pushed itself into my face. I could see eyes, nose, lips, and the facial expression of evil. I gasped and said, oh my god, as the face pushed itself through my own. I heard this low growl. It wasn't loud or angry, but almost as if... It was a sigh, 
It scared me so bad that I jerked my body back and fell against the wooden porch. My boyfriend at the time continued to ask me what was wrong until I calmed down. I was trying to make sense of what had happened. I was trying to debunk it by the cigarette smoke, but the smoky-like cloud was as gray as thundering clouds, whereas cigarette smoke is a bluish-white. I don't think I could ever forget that face. After two years, I ended up moving to Arkansas to be with another guy in the military. We stayed at an apartment close to his base. After a few months there, I felt that I was being watched all the time. The apartment was hardly ever empty of people considering there was four of us living there. But I liked staying in the bedroom alone. This one time, I had this overwhelming feeling in the middle of the night after I woke up. I could feel a cold presence in the room and I began to get terrified. I lifted my head up to see if anything was in there that I could see. And I heard the spring door stopper in the wall get stuck, as if it were bent back and released. It made a loud metallic sound as it shook. The door was closed, but started to creak open. My boyfriend at the time was in the living room at his computer workstation. I was afraid to speak or move because I had the mindset that acknowledging the spirits would make them more active. I just took a deep breath and got up out of bed and ran into the living room. I explained to my boyfriend that there was something in there and I didn't want to go back to bed alone. And of course, like most men, he played it off as some joke and told me to just go back to sleep. Another night, as I was in the bathroom in the master bedroom, I was brushing my teeth, and in the mirror, I thought I saw something move. I turned behind me to see nothing was there. I walked into the bedroom and did a quick peek around and heard something fall off my boyfriend's gun safe behind me. A bottle of water was on the floor next to it, which had been on that safe for a few days. Now. The first encounter can be debunked as cigarette smoke, but the face was too detailed for me to just make an excuse for it. The second encounter could be debunked by the door stopper. No one hardly ever looks at a door stopper because it's usually behind doors. It could have already been stuck against something and then broke free due to the increasing pressure in the spring. The third encounter could be debunked because of the weight distribution throughout the room. But I thought I had saw something move before that when I was in the bathroom. But honestly, I believe it was all due to spiritual encounters. Thanks for reading. And that's for Mace. Ace, thank you very much for sharing. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it how you decided to try to debunk things. Um, that's what I do. You know, debunk first, and if you can't figure it out, uh, you might have something there. Yeah, these are all little things. Uh, you never know. And uh, at least it's not really bothering you. I've read worse stories where, you know, people are being, um, oh, I don't know, just being played with, you know, being scared, that sort of thing. Yeah, Ace, thank you very much for sharing. And that is it, guys. That's all I got. 
And so with that, thank you very much for uh, visiting the RPA network. Hopefully you find something that you like. Uh, check out the videos. Check out the entertaining short film category. Hopefully you find something you do like. And as always, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.